you know, like go forth, multiply kind of. Yeah, effort. I thought the Mormons were their fucking strong centre of make a big Mormon family. Let's have lots of Mormon babies. <laughs> you should watch um, Book of Mormon. They really lay into the Mormons, but the Mormons are apparently okay with it. They check with them. They're like, yeah, fine. Can you just let us go and advertise Mormonism in like your interim, like your halfway act? Oh, well, okay. come on. So are those Mormons? Are they like playing the odds? It probably seats a few hundred, maybe a thousand people. The theatre, right? Mm. Are they playing the odds that maybe one person? like actually this mormonism thing sounds all right why not yeah Duh, if enough people do it it's gotta be right but yeah it's kind of disgusting how we know we've seen in our lives how scientology went from obvious cult to like respected charity mm-hmm. to respected religion like, in the span of like 20 years when did that happen when they paid the city of london millions to build their headquarters they built this massive headquarters in uh, mayfair oh well he's right fucking hell, scientology when? was not classified as a religious institution by the uk government until december 2013 oh, okay it's not recognized as a, a religion in that many countries russia's having none of it yeah <laughs> the orthodox christians ain't none, none, of, none it. of that shit <laughs> get the fuck out of here you fat naval do you think the Scientology is trying to break, tried to break Russia? I wonder they, how it was I met. They've tried to break everywhere. Yeah. They probably had their legs broken because <laughs> they were they expanded big time Scientology in the nineties, which Russia in the nineties was controlled by the mob. I mean, they might have got a few churches built, paid the mob to fuck off, and then the Orthodox Christians were like, "We're going to vote in an Iron Man." By the name of Vladimir. <laughs> Vladimir Palin. I he saw never him on a left. horse. I would not fuck with that guy. It'd like, it kill him. Someone wrestle a bear. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a prerequisite to being president. Yeah, You've yeah, got to yeah. kill I'm a like- bear with a knife. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Ill-Informed Insight. I'm Tom, and today I'm joined by Cameron. Hey, how's it going? Along with Cameron, we've got Hyman. Yeah, and also, I'm here. I've been here longer. Why did Cameron have to get the first introduction? Screw you all. (laughs) (laughs) Later, we'll be talking about something called the YouTube Adpocalypse. But first, we ask, just what exactly have the Tories got against pornography? The UK government has a plan to stop children and teenagers seeing porn on the internet. It's a world first, and it's called the Porn Block. The core of the idea is age verification. When you visit a porn site, it'll ask for proof that you're over 18, like the bouncer at the door of some seedy club. You'll fish out your ID, he'll examine it, and if it's okay, he'll let you in. It's a simple idea, and like many simple ideas, it almost sounds plausible, until you get into the details. Then you start to realise the porn blog is one of the worst ideas ever invented. It's worse than Justice League, worse than voicemails. Not going to go through the whole video there from Wired.com. Should be called the the cum block. <laughs> Cock block would work as well, but 
It's already taken. That's discriminatory. <laughs> I was literally going to say that was the most sexist thing I've ever heard. I have always wondered, actually. Not always, but, you know, just now I wondered. Do women star in more pornography, amateur pornography, than they watch pornography? Like, in terms of raw time, like hours. Like, how many hours of porn have they watched versus how many times they film themselves in front of a mirror for a boyfriend or whatever? Uh, I don't think there's that many prostitutes. Well, you don't have to be a prostitute to film yourself. Not prostitutes. Um, you know, people doing sex videos and stuff. I think I bet it's in the hundreds of porn stars is what I meant to say. But I suppose that's part of the argument. Um, like the rate of teenagers getting into texting, uh, sexting has probably risen quite a lot since the rise of the internet. But I don't know. There was that famous. I can't remember the actual numbers, but there was a famous stat that was like, "There's terabytes and terabytes of data." Yeah. And like 90% of that data was generated in the last two years. And you've got to think, like, the bulk of that is probably going to be pornography. Yeah, yeah. Should send that into space. <laughs> Welcome to Earth. <laughs> you know what? I'm actually quite glad that we stopped broadcasting stuff because the aliens were only getting I Love Lucy and black and white television. They're not getting all the new porn shit that we're po- broadcasting anymore because we're going digital, not analog. But yeah, you heard in the uh, intro to the segment there, Roland Manthorpe of uh, Wired... Yes. I think .co.uk, because he sounded English. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So a lot more uh, well-spoken than his image kind of let on. <laughs> I thought he was dressed a bit edgy, and then I was reassured by his, you know, <laughs> proper pronunciation of words. You heard him say there that there's going to be like a, a Tory porn block, and he mentioned age verification. So what that means is from July, I think it's July 1st even. So, you you know, must be this tall to ride this pony you're gonna have to verify your age if you want to access a porn website unless you've got like a vpn or whatever Mm. mostly it's going to come in the form of asking you for credit card details i don't have a credit card do you guys have credit cards that you're willing to put into no i have a credit card but uh it's no (laughs) i don't but if you don't want to put in your credit card if you're not comfortable with that There's a part of me that thinks that this is... Someone had a decision about when porn was easily accessible on the internet. And they go like, oh, fuck it, we have to save the children. You know, back in, like, 99 or 97 or something. Yeah, like 97. And they, and they go like, fuck, how do we get this past the government to say we can do this now to grow this industry? Uh, someone has to type in their uh, date of birth. And someone in the government said, yeah, that'll do. Whatever the fuck. No one really cares. You're legally and covered, though, with that. Yeah. It's like they did the basic legal thing, and now we've got this weird moral backlash which says, fuck, we've got no control over anything anymore. So we have to have a stance on something. We can control porn. Why? Because there is such a such a small Cerberus dog at the gate of this that we can muzzle this thing and then basically create our own gate in front of this. Well, porn is huge, but it's like nobody's going to stand up for it publicly. But we'll come back to that. If you don't want to put in your credit card, alternatively, you're going to be able to go into a shop and buy what I hope become like colloquially known as the wank card. I want to be able to go into Tesco's to the 14-year-old girl behind the tobacco kiosk. I'll be like, yeah, packet of this, trolley tobacco, blah, blah, blah. Oh, oh, having a good uh, weekend, are we? I'll, make, like, I'll read her name badge. Oh, and uh, Lisa, I'm going to want my wank card. What if she did? Like, just we speak over the intercom. <laughs> we don't do wank cards here. You're going to have to go to Tesco Express around the corner. <laughs> Sorry, sir. We're going to have to see some ID for that guy. Like, no, that is the reason I bought the wank card. Yeah. <laughs> Would you buy? I'd buy a wank card. I'd 
Like if yes. it's <laughs> if it's one purchase, like a one-off purchase thing, and I'm good for the rest of my life. Like, no, no. If I bought a wank card, it would be I would go into an old second-hand shop and buy a whole load of old, like useless cards, like coffee shop chains that had uh, what, like a, blo- or a blo- yeah, or a loyalty card from Blockbuster or something, just so I can sit the wank card right in the middle of that pile. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I had to get it out. And go, oh, look, I've got the wank card here. Yeah, I collect them all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What's the surgeon's warning? <laughs> <laughs> Wash your hands before touching yourself. Winners don't do drugs unless the blue pill. <laughs> I have tried Viagra. It's really not that effective. I think you need to like take the prescribed dosage. I was about to say, I, I very much doubt. I took half a Viagra and it, did nothing. It can't <laughs> the way you started that, I pretty much thought you were only testing it. You weren't actually taking one for like medical reasons. Did test like it. Just tried half of one. Yeah, yeah, but like Hold you on. didn't take and the full really dosage. Do to see what Other it than do. raising your heart rate, it's not a cure for being whiskey dicked. It I realised that I miracles. could get an erection. I thought it was just going to make it last longer. Oh no 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 no! But did the job. And was like, all right, fine. <laughs> but oh, what you wanted that like, like four hour, hour long sex session? <laughs> but end up in A and E like it's been four exactly. hours. Where's it going to go? Oh, my dick. <laughs> I don't normally wear jogging bottoms outside. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's joining the Russian mafia. Looks like. The alternatives to the wank card, which I might look into because I, I recently was unemployed as so I applied for universal credit. I got a job before like the universal credit even kicked in. But anyway, yeah. I, I had to do an online ID verification where I had to take a photo of my passport on my phone, right. which I wasn't comfortable with, made sure like the iCloud settings and all that shit were turned off. <laughs> and it, the, it, like, it suddenly, like you take a photo of your phone, it's like your phone's, for a second you think it's kind of bricked. And then it just comes out going like, bing, and like a little green tick. Oh. I was like, you're verified. I, th- I might look into that. Like That looks a lot easier. That might still be valid for me. But I think with that one, th- the state knows that I, I logged in. I don't want to know to how much masturbation is going on. Do you think the state's hacked into everyone's web cameras? To the, oh, but the, it's got, like, no, but, but I did go through and, a phase after watching a Black Mirror episode of putting a post-it night over the camera of the laptop. Everyone you, does that. I've only done it since then, is what I'm saying. Do you know the, the sort of opaque sellotape yeah. I use that like every time I buy a laptop or a new PC whatever really? the first thing I fucking do is put that because it's Good hackers idea. I'm not so, afraid of the government on yeah. that one so it's the, hackers the thing I want to know about this whole porn ban is to ultimately save the children to be not the children that have already been corrupted by porn that can come hold on we need to talk about the the data that the Tory party are basing their decision on like the research that they found the majority of like you know preteens were becoming exposed to pornography but the same data said one in 12 preteens were um uh, addicted to porn and i just think that's a rather large and spurious number to come from this wasn't exactly scientifically like submittable data you know what's the criteria for addicted to because like addiction normally refers to you've abused it to the point where like that would mean to me these one in 12 teenage boys presumably can't get horny without pornography like they've abused well, no, it so that, much is that the definition of it i mean otherwise what like what like oh they look at porn at least once a day you just can't get through the no. day without wank <laughs> it's like yeah <laughs> internet porn hardcore internet porn has been easily accessible by the young for like 20 years so yeah. it's like what suddenly changed but i think like, i think this is uh cameron's right about like this M- nspcc report they probably did use that as like the basis of saying this is an evidence-based policy. They don't really fucking care about the numbers, really. They just want it because they a few years ago the Tories banned UK porn production. They had a list of things. 
that were like permanently banned so like uk porn producers can't do face sitting anymore fisting and like and i think they're um, the it was done under the guise of like health and safety reasons like face sitting you might you you might suffocate someone (laughs) doing that the point of this now is it to save this generation of children, or is it to save the next generation of children? I mean, what are you saving other, them other from? children? No, yeah. that's the, no that that is it's the implied, question. It's implied that our teenagers—they're dead. They're, they're already cursed with this yeah. original sin. Like one in twelve of them are corrupted. Yeah. Yes, I think also you need to think about some of the possible effects or like the excuses that they come up with uh the rise of uh, uh sexting sending images of sexually explicit body parts to other children at school like teenagers and stuff like that that's and what I think I, the rise of it I, honestly i think that's really what the tories are trying to yeah get at. yeah but that's not porn that's the telecommunication industry. No, but people can say that porn and its explicit and often unrealistic portrayals of like sex uh, d- uh, drive people to think that that is the norm. Yeah, but I watch yeah, CSI the- Miami and I don't think I can murder someone and get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> Do they up. ever get away with it? But anyway, I thought the whole idea is they got caught. All Thank the you for time, stepping but- on the joke. You didn't have <laughs> to get an explanation <laughs> on it. I'll cut it out. I'll cut me out. You know what I mean? No, what leave it. Leave it. I want you to leave this little bit in. <laughs> you like that sort of Colin Quinn awkward? Yeah, my joke bombed kind of shit. <laughs> like, but anyway, um, yeah, I don't think children really need protection from like hardcore porn in the sense of like the state has to do it. Like the state should do something that affects everybody, so the kids are protected. But, this is a parenting issue. If you're really worried about the kids, right. that's parenting. Not- right. As a as a parent, Cam. Yeah. All right. How much do you, would you put upon? Because your your kid's quite young. All right. How much do you see as um, do you see put educating your kid in certain things that you would hand over to teachers? How much are you expecting your the teachers the, of your kid, the state more than anything? Yes, to, to teach your kid something. And how much are you going to kind of go like, oh fuck it, the the state will teach them that. Like the idea of disciplining your child, like giving them social yes. skills. These were like things parents did. Yeah, increasingly. Even middle class parents are like, no, it's it's my teacher's it's his teacher's job to discipline him. Yeah, 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 that, yeah they're there yeah. to socialize. Behavior management them. should come down primarily to the parent. The job of the teacher should be to teach, not just to you know raise yeah. the child for them. I think, in essence, teachers should be there to uphold a basic rule of like this is the common or garden idea of you don't shout out in class, uh, control or teaching them control. You're just reinforcing what the general rules of what the parents have taught them. I've I got, guess I've got, got an interesting one. Um, like instilling a sense of curiosity about the world is that the parent's job or is that a teacher's job or is it both? Instilling a what? A sense of curiosity, or like an eagerness to learn about things. Well, like the most effective uh, lessons generally have the children realizing the truth for themselves through experimentation and, like, you know, just trial and error. And Epiphany. Lesson. Well, yeah, exactly. And once they get that, when they crack it themselves, they're going to understand it better than someone just saying, "Look, just do this, then this, then this, this is the answer." You know, it's not going to, it's not going to be as effective. All right, so. Whose responsibility is it to protect kids from porn? Yes, is it the state? Yes. Is it the parents? I think it's a combination. I mean, I think I think that uh, I don't know actually. I don't see this as necessarily being a terrible thing. I think they need to. The major battle is trying to solve how do they allow adults access 
anonymously to to porn you know and i think that that beeping thing where you scan your phone is like the most uh discreet method i can see you know proving your age without actually having to go out and advertise yourself as being a filthy hand toucher so like so you- all new pcs have like a scanner thing <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and the government logs every time you fucking like. But, now it knows your no, wank pattern. But, but again, I, I, Cam, I think we'll be you, busy this evening. Cam, what, <laughs> Cam, seven till seven oh six. Cam, what you're equating as you're, you've taken what I think you've done is you've taken the idea that kids have watched porn and then thought, right, now I can then sext, as opposed to kids have a natural want to explore their sexuality, mm. but they happen to know they can sext like that. You've said, like, yes, we need to... There is something, some good in the idea of um, leveling out the amount of porn or access to porn. But I don't think that's going to actually solve the issue. I don't know. It's it's, it's about innocence. I think children should be allowed to be children. And I think the unnecessary pre-exposure to rather adult acts ends up, you know, taking away that innocence. You're, you're making them adults, you know, you're adultifying them, but... Children, children should be a word. No, yeah. <laughs> children have the same access to the same inputs adults do. Say with advertising, mm. they they look at an advert for fucking Dove or a bra advert or something like that. A bra advert ultimately should not be a sexualized item, but by virtue of it being a female form mm. to a male, and she's it half is, naked, it, it is a sexualized thing and it's it, kind of homo. let me what, jump in quick sorry just go quickly. on go on go on there used to be a tube advert of a woman anyone who knows the tube knows about this one right it was a woman in blue like lacy sheer underwear thing i'm there and every time i would see a boy of like any fucking age even like little six seven year olds when they walk past that poster they can't help but like what the fuck like, oh of course there's they a notice it. it's, there's like, a it's clip, genetic right? there's a clip that's going around america of like um sorry going on the internet of uh you know like spring break and like uh americans on holiday Mardi Gras, and there's always that. some sexualized aspects where like a woman gets drunk and she has to get on stage and like do a lap dance for a guy you know random to shit get like that yeah so that's happening and like the woman's like basically coming up and twerking in his like crotch and like the camera just pans away to this like six year old boy that's just stops like mid walk and he's like uh with yeah, his tongue out he's like, gate, properly yeah. focused going like that looks interesting <laughs> i mean i don't know what's going on but loss, that looks interesting loss of innocence is part of growing up right no, but, it is, but you just don't want to happen too no, soon but that, yeah. that's that's the idea like innocence isn't a bubble all right innocence isn't lost it is just it's eroded. The, well, yes, <laughs> yes, to an down. extent. The, the, why? Why is it the I don't idea have a why, of being eroded? It's just the, the rate of erosion. But the rate of erosion has been around for years. It's been around in the sixties with the concept of the well, miniskirt. The sexual revolution. Yeah, but at the same time, children weren't unnecessary. Were like massively exposed to you, pornography you, in that way. But you, they but had you to look, go and find porn mags in bushes, like I did. <laughs> but you, you look at any kids shows all right they're not sexualized but everything outside of that remit for kids it's going like it's fair game kids just have to avert their eyes going like no the world can't turn around and be sexualized and then we go a tiny little bubble where we keep kids innocent and we wonder why kids are looking outside of the bubble the world is a sexualized environment and that is the problem that people won't recognize they'll go From like no i'm an adult i can look at what i want go like but there are children looking at it i think the level of uh, parenting that's existed so far is that as 
soon as a child is able to access something for themselves, it's not monitored anymore. I think what stops four-year-olds from being able to, like, get addicted to porn is the fact that they can't really operate an ipad effectively and what they really want to see is moving shapes and fucking cute voices i mean that's what they're interested in and then as their skills develop you stumble on it it's just like oh hello i mean i remember the first time like i got aroused it was going around some kid's house at a slumber party and he had like his dad had like the sex channels at the ends of like all on the cable or sky or whatever it was the french and german ones and we watched one and it's like that was that was interesting but we were like we were like in junior school at that point (laughs) it's like 10 11 years old it was um, it was on par and that was our introduction to something no, but it was it was exciting because it was on par with like learning a new swear word it was on the tail end of when you were young and you learned a new swear word it was on the tail end of like okay you don't quite know what this is going to bloom into in your thoughts and chemicals going on in your body yeah. but it was exciting that you at least explored something new uh, yes but i think that was how difficult it was to actually find it so the, the fact that we were exposed to it was like a one-off moment in many years of being a child there's definitely more exposure right like i think like the first time i saw like something pornographic was like on a school trip to france where they had these pens where you'd click it it would be a girl yes. in a bikini and you'd click it and the bikini would disappear kind of thing isn't it a child you recognize that's an attractive woman <laughs> massive bush no but that's the euro the like well, I, I was gonna say I, though right? go on it's way easier now than like when when i was a teenager when i was like 13 14 friends my group friends we used to go down to uh soho red light district what used to be red light district yeah. it's not really even even at that time like mid to late night is it wasn't really red light district anymore it was just pawn shops and things like that and peep shows we used to go down there every saturday like look at some of the porno dvds not buying because we like didn't have the money but you'd go down and look and whatever give yourself ideas for the wank bank <laughs> Like, occasionally, like, taking a peep show. That was like, oh, God, that was depressing one time. Like, it's, um, you go in and there's like the, uh, it's like a long black corridor with no light, right? The only Mm. light is what comes from the room the girl's in, in the middle. And, like, there's a little letterbox thing. Yeah. If you're lucky, it will be automated. (laughs) It goes up, right? Instead of just an old maid lifting it from the (laughs) other side. You think it's going to go up. (laughs) You think it's going to go up like a good foot or something like that. So you could stand at the back. Yeah. And like she can't see you kind of thing, whatever. Because, you know, you're kind of embarrassed and ashamed. Yeah. No, it goes up like about an inch. Okay. So you have to bend over and like. You can just see your eyes excitedly (laughs) and sweatedly (laughs) (laughs) looking at her as your head shakes at like higher and higher frequencies. (laughs) I lean in to have the look and she's sort of reading a magazine. Right. Like, not sexually. Yeah. (laughs) Not in a sexual way. And she looks, sees me. It's like, oh, fuck's sake. (laughs) And then puts the magazine. On what nationality would she say she was? I think she was like, um. Is it, do, you, do you say Latinx now? What is it Latinx, now? What, Lithuanian? What? Oh, Latino. Uh, <laughs> Latinx. But my parents couldn't stop me from doing that. No, no. Do you know what I mean? Whereas parents now, it, like, to, in fairness to the websites, not even just the porn ones, all the websites, the parental controls thing, if you actually bothered to look at the parental controls and websites, it's pretty easy to do. It's pretty easy to figure out. A little, t- like a small child is not going to get round your four digit pin. Again, I want to come back to the idea of what do people think this will do? Not morally what they think they're doing, but what actually they think this will do. Not, oh, we're doing it to ultimately save the children of some sort. What will this do? Is How will this actually curb anything or f- change anything? It's the mentality that ignorance is bliss. No, that, that that's an outcome. I'm not saying what... what what do you mean, what do they get out of it? No, I'm saying, what, what by taking this tact, c- 
curbing this stream of information, be it the sexual information, what will that? What do they think they're going to ultimately do? I think they probably want to cut back on the amount of uh, depressive complaints and cases of children sending sexualized images of themselves around. You said three things there. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Said, no you said depressive. What's the fact the, that it the, 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 um, it's like it has a psychological effect. Here's what I think Cameron's getting at, and here's what I think it's really about. Cameron's talking about when you're talking sex thing, right? You're not talking small children. You're talking teenagers. Yeah, I'm talking teenagers. Yes, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what I'm really But, but it's you can about. get you can get cases of like younger children doing it. But yeah, it's yeah, mainly like, teenagers you're interested in, and the fact that those images then get shared around the school and someone essentially gets slut shamed or whatever it's going to be called porn. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's what I really think it's about. I think it's really about protecting teenage girls more than anything from the addictions. Of teenage boys, do you know what I mean? And the influence of teenage boys. I think the government thinks, or someone's got the government's ear and said, teenage girls are sending these naked images of themselves and they're ending up like floating around on the internet for people randomly to find. And combine that with the fact that now we've got these deep fakes coming in. You've got so many like dodgy malware web phone apps aimed at teenagers where it tells you like the, the phone will end up telling where the anybody who wants to know where this phone is. Do you mm. know I mean, like they they're convinced to download these apps. So it's not a sex thing. It's a lack of validation for a young person. They're worried that teenage girls are like obsessed with getting fucked in the ass with sending sex they're messages. Not, they're not obsessed with getting fucked in the ass. They're obsessed with being validated. Who? Young girls need validation yeah. at a young uh, at at their teenage years. Sex is Why are on we them. Focusing on young girls. I mean, surely the the male involvement th- is. Well, I'm going down the route that Tom's bringing up. Just as worrying. I think the government's taking the position of teenage boys are going to be teenage boys. They're going to look at porn no matter what. They're going to download like VPNs. And yeah, shit it doesn't like mean that, that you allow the it. behavior that's being demonstrated of pressuring like uh, no, sexual again, partners into doing something risque because no. they've seen it and they think that that somehow proves that it's an acceptable norm in society. I, when I, it's not, it's supposed to be a caricature of like normal uh, uh, sex life no one fucks like a porn star that's mental do you understand how fucking awkward and like the helicopter just cumbersome shit. and difficult you need coordination man you, you need, need a lot of muscles back to be support. able to pull some yes. of that shit off you need a strong back and unless you prepare it properly it's just like that's not an enjoyable experience i think a part of it is like power as well and like um getting like a sexual partner to perform uh to your expectations i think there is an element of power in it and people don't like it. I suppose there's control associated. I think there's a little bit of like a neo-puritanical, we want people to only have like up-down missionary sex. Like we don't like this kinky shit. Like, you know, a few years ago they banned, should we go through the list? Go on, let's have a look at that list now. The list of things that the Tories, (laughs) the fucking Tories, they banned sleaze, but they banned UK porn producers. You can still find this. You just won't find porn made in the UK that features the following. Spanking, not allowed. Caning, I'm okay with that one. I'm not into the caning. Aggressive whipping. Again, I'm okay with the physically hurting her outside of my dick's too big. Yeah, but why do you think these are banned? Well, I think... It's they, probably because people are trying to pull this shit off and it's like... <laughs> killing each other. Yeah, exactly. Or hurting. Yeah. Or like people getting really like upset or hurt or but abused get, effectively yeah. but by, then, by their partners doing this shit to them. No, but then this comes down to a lack of education. It's the whole idea of like, <laughs> sex is something... I'm not fucking no, paid to go and so, tell no, a child no, no, the don't problem is, fucking whip no, her when no, you're the fucking problem, her in the arse, No, son. the problem is, is because there's a lack of education on it. Because the idea of sex in the modern lexicon and the modern thought of society 
see is it's just so natural everyone knows what they're doing with it so we won't fucking educate people on anything it's this is the best analogy for me at least anyway is like it's everyone thinks they're really good at poker but most people aren't yeah everyone thinks they're good at sex but most people aren't yeah like yeah i think you're kind of right i think you're uh like somebody probably did some strangulation and died yeah some, someone probably got caned really hard and it drew a lot of blood and like there was some random it's probably a lot of complaints about it i don't think it's more than just isolated incidents um but look at the what others else? they're all like dominating Pen- like it's bdsm kind of shit like penetration yeah. by blunt object any object excuse me physical verbal abuse what how can you ban that dirty bitch what? <laughs> like how can you like you know what I mean? how can you ban that yeah but you have to yeah but you don't just start saying that shit oh. you like agree that you're gonna do like a uh, sex talk i can't pronounce this you're a lagnia known as water sports i'm not into that so i'm okay with oh. that being banned <laughs> <laughs> role playing as non-adults so, so pretending to be a little girl this is reminds kind of- me of that richard Pryor sketch where he's like the more clothes she took off the younger i got <laughs> by the time she got down to her panties i was being given birth to <laughs> richard Pryor when he was talking about like he went out with this like really hot girl like a model or like whatever play bunny i think and she like likes his acts where he pretended to be a little kid and he's like can you pretend to be a little kid for me <laughs> and he's like you want oh. me to talk like this so like if you look at all of them they're all just like aggressive domineering pursuits i mean look at them humiliation humiliation female ejaculation i don't right, see what the that, problem with that come is on. Other what, than, there's a huge question mark on that one come on like what? i mean that's the all one. right so i suppose the word ejaculation as opposed to orgasm no but it's female ejaculation if you're going to ban female ejaculation how are you not banning male ejaculation for the same it's got to be the same i suppose ejaculation is something different from orgasm it's squirting basically we're talking about which is like it's been scientifically proven it's urine it's not sweat or like strangulation there's another one i'm not surprised you can make but face sitting don't see the problem might suffocate (laughs) (laughs) you can't say a safe word when a 26 stone woman's sitting on your <laughs> yeah, but pretty much that's how everyone wants to go out. Uh, and fisting. Who dies during fisting? Right it's up. not necessarily about fisting. It's about. Oh, that Ooh. sounds nasty. No, but, I but grab again, that pussy. We live our lives day to day, but sex is a, a way of like. It's like being drunk. It's about shedding the skin of normal society type thing. It's not about how we live day to day. It doesn't change us the more we try and do certain things. I think you're being a little too deep over a very simple act. I don't think any, I, no, but I don't think anyone is deep enough on this stuff. Pun intended. Well, to get deep on it, right? <laughs> I think, Cameron, <laughs> I think you reference in passing the spirit of 68, the sexual revolution. Uh, revolution. Uh, yeah, sure. I think you did. Okay. <laughs> I think that's sort of gone wrong. And I think what psychologically, what happened during like the uh, sexual revolution, people sort of indulged this notion that there's, a, there's such a thing as pleasure fucking and it is entirely separate from procreation like there's like if there you had the venn diagram pleasure fucking procreation there's no overlap whatsoever like that's the fantasy people want to indulge hence the idea that oh fuck i got you pregnant now i'm running away now you're getting an abortion <laughs> which for the record i'm fine with abortions fuck those little things to name them <laughs> i don't think people had like i remember dating a girl she told me her mother admitted to her once she like her dad was the only man her mum had ever, ever had sex with and like she, her mum was sort of kind of embarrassed but kind of not 
And she was really embarrassed for her mother, though. Really? She thought that was actually, like, wild. Like, I thought... I thought, haven't lived! <laughs> I thought she was a sweetheart. I thought she was going to say, like, oh, it's kind of sweet, a bit unrealistic for modern living. But, oh, isn't that kind of sweet? You know, like, mm. you know... But instead, she just turned on her. No, she was just like, oh, I was just totally, completely embarrassed for my mother. I couldn't believe, like, she only slept with one guy ever. And I was like, yes, yeah, like, once you... have controlled. Well, once you've separated sex from procreation, I think naturally, after, over time, there's going to be a sort of competitive element that comes into it i remember teenage boys would get competitive over like who got a blowjob first like you know what I mean? things like that i think girls are as competitive as boys are when it comes to sex like sexual pursuits i went to go and see a nutritionist who was like you know trying to make me eat healthier and shit like that and one of them she was talking Bail. about she ended up talking to me about like um having sex with a partner and said the older you get the more you need to like um stimulate yourself masturbation whatever it's going to be you should be doing it every day or every two days ejaculating if you want to keep everything working down there you know it's, it's, it's like guttering it needs off, to be cleaned up i've heard yeah. it staves off cancer testicular cancer and she prescribes having sex to like because as, as you go like deeper into a relationship or as you get older the sex drive dies it's biological sex, yeah. yeah because the woman's less why is it biological well the woman's less interested in doing it it's about the amount of mate yeah and she does but that's the thing young girls when they're like 17, 18 onwards, they, uh, they are just as sexually intrigued and like eager as boys. They probably won't have sex just as much. But as they, as they get older, I don't know. It's like, I don't know if there's like testosterone or something involved that makes them like, you know, more horny when they're younger more than when they're older. Aggressive. But for men, uh, if they want to have sex, the problem is they want to have sex in the morning that's when they've got the most testosterone bubbling over you yeah? wake up with it women don't want to do it they need to be built up to it you know? <laughs> the intake or whatever it's going to be but she said around and said look you should just have sex anyway you should explain to this with your uh, partner go and have 1970s style sex where the woman basically just lies on her back and the man just does his business and then they're done i mean if you're looking to like you know have a kid or something like that that's what you should just do just make sure you're doing it daily a it keeps you like you know all like systems functioning yeah. and b like it, it's the way of like kickstarting your sex drive if I you need I to know, i thought i noticed the spring in your step <laughs> so yes what, what i don't you're radiating what, what i understand this is a great thing you get to have sex twice in the day yeah you no, get to once. have it in the morning and then when she's terms. ready in the evening you get to have it again <laughs> no but he gets it in the morning on his terms that sort of i don't <laughs> give a fuck but like every guy knows this story the best sex ever for her is when you didn't give a fuck if she was enjoying it or not it was all about oh in you. that case she's been uh, having that for quite a while <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what I mean though it is yeah. that sort of when you're just like I don't give a fuck about her this is about me getting what I want what's me time I'm eating her out because that's what I do do you know what I mean <laughs> so fisting Hyman have you ever been interested personally does it say fisting for just men and female or um, homosexual versions of these things a lot of feminists were complaining that this is quite clearly well I mean there's at least two maybe three things on there that are purely just about ending female fun <laughs> do, you know what I mean? do you know what I mean it is sort of reactionary but there's I think all of them were really like the, the reasoning for all of them was sort of like health and safety based try and prevent death you could get a blister the cane could like give you a splinter <laughs> You might get a reputation. <laughs> How many millions are going to get caught out by this porn block? Because like nobody's talking about it. 
you know, we're English, we're kind of sort of ashamed. No one's openly really talking about it. Well, the worst thing about coming. it is the government aren't going to do anything for it. They'll turn around and go like, a private business will set something up for us. All we've done is set up the law. So it'll be up to us when we randomly prosecute someone for doing something. Yeah, who gets caught out. Yeah, the government won't do anything. The government will kind of go like, oh, well, we've, we've started prosecuting people, and then they've started suing us for it. So I guess now we've got to start, actually start putting up what some of these boundaries are. We've just said this is wrong. We've started suing. They've still yeah. sued back. We'll hire someone to set something up. All the admin- they will get it wrong, and then we will recant. You're right. All the admin work will be on the porn sites themselves, and they'll just get caught the crosshairs if they haven't got the infrastructure for it and stuff yeah. like that. Like the a- online age uh, ID verification things. It's and stuff exactly like the that. same. It's exactly the same where they didn't define these rules when it was the Wild West and it was civilized. Now they're trying to civilize an area which is a, a random set of chaos laws that are holding itself roughly together by do not show animals fucking humans and do not show <laughs> underage children being fucked. They're the civilized laws that we live by in this Wild West, but we don't have an actual structured system. We just have sheriffs. The, the internet's done well on that front, though. Like, you really, really do have to know where the awful shit is no, if you want to find it. No, but that's the thing. That's why online porn... Is do it, it doesn't make as much money as it did because it didn't set out the parameters for itself. Well, Pornhub owns everything. They don't know. Pornhub, it. like almost every porn site you know of is owned by Pornhub. Really? Yeah. They've like cornered. They're the big dicks of the porn board. Yeah? <laughs> when, when, cornered when, the market completely. Weren't they just basically yeah. ripping everyone else's videos and then basically they made money yeah. from stealing? Mostly from name recognition alone. They became like a cultural icon. Like, movies were referencing Pornhub mm. and things like that. Yeah. But, yeah, I think every teenage boy is, is going to have a way of getting around this. Like, some free VPN is going to appear as a result of this. Mm. And, like, everyone's just going to download that. It's probably going to have, like, Chinese and Russian malware on it. Yeah. And, like, you're, like everyone, there's going to be, like, on the dark web, everyone's, like, porn history. and th- Like, do you know what I mean? It's all going to be out there. Mm. This is a really bad idea. Is that going to be an episode of Black Mirror? Somewhere there's going to be a database of people's porn habits and their fetishes and things. Imagine running for office. You'd have to think back 20 years of like, what did I wait to <laughs> Was there anything in there that could ruin me? Mm. And unfortunately, we as a society have not grown into this great sexualized world where we think everything. Sex sells because it's still seen as a taboo. Yeah, yeah, which is the way it should be. I don't think so, man. I think it's like people are like fucking on Domino's counters and like in KFC counters no, 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 and no, no, train no. stations. No. What? Right. <laughs> sex, sex is pornography sells because it's seen as taboo. Sex is actual sex. You still get those. I'm sorry, out of and the millions of people that go to a Domino's, that's less than a percentage of people oh, yeah. that are fucking on a thing. Total you're taking anomaly. what you're taking. Yeah, they're anomalies, and you're taking you and a lot of people. What they do is they take one item and go like, "Well, it happened once. It must be happening." Hundreds and hundreds of times, because I cannot prove a negative. I think in the train station thing, like, you know, like, exhibitionist style, we're doing this in the hopes that people will pull out their cameras, generally. Like, we're not just a drunk... I mean, they're obviously, like, alcohols involved, but yeah. it's not just because they're or that... people, like, fucking in, gone. fucking in public areas. Yeah, but sometimes most people would be sort of, sort of discreet about it. Mm. These are people that just on a tube, on a well-lit tube platform, will just go at it. And it's clear that they're doing it for the point something, for the something of, of a percent of society yeah, that right. does that does not make the standard. 
I think this porn block though, like there is something. Uh, it's part of a wider trend of where we're becoming more paternalistic state, more than nanny state sort of thing. But that's the more the state has relinquished control over the years, and it's turning oh, really? around. Parents have relinquished control. We've no, the, relinquished the, the control. state relinquished control because they said the free market would sort everything out, and the free market hasn't set out this perfect growth in children. They grew up being sold stuff and advertised stuff, and all we did was have a loose hand on the tiller. To be honest, it did kind of work though, right? The old school, you put the porn mags on the top shelf where the little kids can't see it. And it's like, I think the shelves were all sort of angled as well. But it wasn't... So you it, had to yeah, be a certain height. Yeah, but yeah. not... not yeah. It, no, and it the, worked. The, yeah. As a kid, I don't remember ever seeing... No, but oh, the, I didn't ever reach sh- up. Even an adult, I didn't really want to reach up, unless it was deserted. <laughs> no, but the shelving system wasn't actually the shelf stop you from seeing it. The shelf, it being on a different tier to something, actually... It's a subconscious thing. It being out of reach or anything like that. Well, the kid shit was at the bottom. Uh, yeah, exactly. He didn't find yes, the Dino mixed in with fucking... Um, Yes, but it's, a, sport and like, yeah. but it's a tiered <laughs> system. Even at an unconscious age, a child works out that if that is separate from something else, or the fashion magazines, the sports magazines, that's a tiered system. Oh, they all get it on the internet. They get everything on the internet. They're well, yeah, gaming there's no, videos. Yeah, there's, there's no tiered videos, system on the, the internet. That's open plan to everyone. I think a large part of it's to do with the changing in the expectations like placed upon like young women and how over the years it's become neutered uh greatly uh say going back to the early 90s or kind of late 80s where you could go into a pub and you'd find like um uh you know nuts on like the uh the lad mags no no you know no no nuts as in the the spa snack yeah you go to a pub and you find nuts (laughs) on those um cardboard wall things um and as you gradually bought a packet of nuts and like more nuts were taken down there used to be like a picture of a naked lady behind it <laughs> and and that ends uh even in movies all of the sexualization of any but, female character has 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 been has been lessened as time's gone by no, but, has been, <laughs> but i i i would disagree like because there was a backlash of that where there was the he bimbo the idea of having the page seven guy on yeah, and that did not last. No, yeah. it didn't last because it it's a rapid uh, it's a rapid reaction <laughs> to the idea of going like, well, we can sexualize we sexualize women for forever. Why don't we sexualize men? That'll equal it out. Going like it doesn't fucking work like that. It's against like nobody wants to admit there's such a thing as human nature. No one wants to see a chiseled guy on page seven every day giving his bullshit political why I voted Lib Dem. <laughs> no one cares, Brian from Birmingham. Yeah, I think this really I've mentioned it earlier, but I'm I'm big on the whole this is due to bad parenting, lazy parenting, and also my personal favourite, like I say it all the time, infantilized society with children we don't want to take responsibility for things we always want to blame it on some external factor does make life easier like parents saying they don't have time to monitor what their kid looks at on the internet bullshit look Mm. at the amount of time parents fit in for watching like bake off game of thrones love island oh jesus (laughs) I, I, i can't watch it it's abysmal it's abysmal it's just not watchable they're all idiots and it's like either they're they're banned from talking anything other than relationship bullshit or they are that vacuous and stupid everyone knows what it's about it's the teasing. they want to get sex on air yeah the big brother thing it's they've come up with the um they can't show explicit sexual images 
but they can show people having sex under a duvet. Like, you can do that. The wiggling of it. And I feel dirty watching it. (laughs) I think it's more when you get to know the person. It's like, you don't want to fucking see it. Just give them their privacy, you fucking vultures. It's not erotic at all. It's not. It's fumbles. And it doesn't meet up with the the completely unattainable expectation of that porn, 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 porn sex. Well, you know what it is? It's having your Kendall on your Barbie doll and mashing them together and kind of going like, yeah, that's what sex is, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I did that, but I did it with He-Man and uh, who was that? I think it was either I've the never. prince's sister or... Hold on. What age were you playing with dolls up to? When I was like, with me, it was they would kiss and that was it because that was like my knowledge at that age. By the time I was sort no, of aware no, of sex, I wasn't playing with kids' toys no, anymore. But, no, you, no, right, like it, it wouldn't be but sex. It was when He-Man was be, out. He-Man wasn't out for that like, long. That's how long I had the toys. You'd mash them together like that, like, I guess. Like you have toys yeah. after eight. No, yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, to me, that was like, oh, they're doing something naughty. You'd say... Kissing was probably considered something naughty as well. Yeah, probably. But that's good. That's the level of innocence you want to maintain, not the, I'm going to fucking teabag her. That four-year-old's coming up with us. Shit. But is that what it's like on the playgrounds? It's not like they don't do kiss chase anymore. They they run around and it's sort like, of like <laughs> grab the pussy chase. And- yeah, like dry humping chase. And- no, it's not that bad. But they, I have noticed that more and more, like you know, ten year olds seem to be having not relationships, but saying a boyfriend and girlfriend and shit like that. Desk are vibrating more. No, I don't think that's ever <laughs> happened. But I have seen. No, well, no, actually, it's probably a bit dark talking about it. No, no not the little girl. No. Yeah, 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 we're not going there. No, no, no. We're not. Let's get off that. Yeah, let's get away from the kiddie yeah. shit. Right. <laughs> someone here at Ill-Informed Insight think of the children, <laughs> or perhaps maybe we should think of the mega conglomerates. We've been having a really hard time since independent content creation became a thing. YouTubers get more views than CNN and MSNBC combined now, so we have spare a thought. Yeah, but I've the seen like, the sexualization of YouTube as well. Like the amount of like okay. uh, strips and stuff. Oh, are we done with it? I'm segueing. Oh, I see. Sorry. <laughs> spare a thought from the mega corporations, the billionaires who can't compete with guys in their basements. Next, YouTube adpocalypse. Let me just explain what is going on, in case you've been living under a rock. Basically, I am the cause of the apocalypse. You may have heard of it. You know, PewDiePie is actually the cause of the apocalypse. PewDiePie single-handedly ruined almost all of YouTube. That's right, that was me, okay? I take full responsibility. That was definitely me putting those ads on those videos that was me it's basically leading to a ton of ads pulling out of youtube and uh, effectively a ton of our videos constantly getting demonetized you probably heard a ton of creators complain about this already just want to make sure you get the idea yes thank you for making that man stop talking <laughs> PewDiePie. that was a shit one let me try that again PewDiePie. that was PewDiePie there felix something i can't remember his name. felix lighter from uh cia yeah, I, I'm going to ignore that. <laughs> <laughs> he made reference there to the adpocalypse. So, okay, the adpocalypse is a whole bunch of advertisers pulling out of YouTube. Yeah, which, and YouTube's had like a checkered past when it comes to the advertisers. Ever since they, like the first time adverts appeared on YouTube was in 2007, which I don't remember. I don't remember it being as early as that. But in the last few years, 
YouTube wasn't it's kind of weird to think now but there was a point where YouTube wasn't that mainstream and didn't gain mainstream press attention much it was sort of just a sort of internet only thing when the what's become known as legacy media like New York Times and like the big TV networks they didn't really pay much attention to it it was a a place to put uh, dog videos yeah cat videos born don't get me started on those videos man the ones where people torment their pets to get likes like put like socks on dog paws and things like that and the dog walks around i love it completely distressed look he thinks he's human (laughs) he thinks he's people's i hate those fucking videos but yeah as soon as like youtube started garnering mainstream attention all all the kind of things that are a bit fucked up about youtube obviously started like coming to the fore but this doesn't sound crazy it sounds like this this is like this has never happened before in any type of media I'm sorry, when you had, like, the Sergeant Bilko show represented by Ronco Soap. There's got to be an Ronco, over- And Ronco Soap didn't like the idea that the military would tomfooling about, so they had to change the show. Uh, there's got to be an oversaturation of stuff on YouTube where you're getting the same thing being played over and over, or advertised or spoken about by, the, by different people, but all the same shit. I mean, it does get a bit repetitive trying to sift through all of that crap to be able to find it. So the idea of each of them... Like making money out of a massively oversaturated topic is is irritating. But I don't think it works. Either. I think they're losing money because of the same con- people doing the same review of Avengers Endgame, and some advertisers are kind of going like, "Well, this person doesn't have this number of viewers who just won't actually give them money for it." You'd be surprised. People will sit and watch the same shitting on the Last Jedi movie reviews yeah. like for hours on end. I'm- People like their own like opinions uh, are reinforced, so it's like an echo again chamber. And again, you will go and search out the stuff that you want to see to prove your point or but, satisfy you. But other than that, like you, there are hundreds of videos. Like uh, I'll occasionally watch uh, videos on the history of this comic book character, and I and once I watch one of them, the YouTube will go like, because you like that, why don't you listen to this person's explanation of?" character b and i'm kind of like but i just watched that all i'm watching is another youtuber say the exact same thing and i will watch it of course it is weird how we don't get bored watching what is essentially the same content it's just like there's a different character a different persona doing it but that's the thing with the adpocalypse okay on two fronts why are advertisers leaving youtube is it because they're not seeing the return they're getting on it or they feel like being connected with this youtube person is toxic to their brand and why are youtubers who are their own mini broadcasters seeing this as this is this has never happened before it drives me insane they're not aware that like yeah there used to be way more newspapers like 50 years ago than what there are now broadcasters channels a lot more varied kind of sort of voices i was going to say like adverts have been on youtube for a long time but what wasn't mainstream knowledge what was mainstream knowledge back in the, like 2007 is like there's this internet platform yeah. called youtube that gets some of these channels on youtube get more viewers than like some of the most popular tv shows on network television so they, they start advertising mm, they had um they had a youtube blogger or whatever it is appear on strictly come dancing last summer and he actually got like pretty close to the final or whatever i can't remember what position he came e-fame is not the same as being in eastenders for a few years i think years it's basically an old program trying to be current <laughs> yeah, get a young audience yeah. but um, in terms of advertising on youtube the internet subculture the very juvenile 
trying to be subversive for the sake of subversive, posting like neo-Nazi imagery, like to try and like you know. Wait, are you? Is that what you're? People. Is that what you're saying? What's getting people to getting the money out of YouTube? It became mainstream. No, what's become mainstream? I'm trying to understand the knowledge of the internet juvenile subculture of posting. Uh, but, I remember back in the day, one of the earliest memes ever. Do you remember like this? You must have seen it. The the white South African farmer being chased by like a mob of black guys, right? And he's honest, carrying the meme is like he's carrying a KFC bucket. I hadn't seen it till you posted up on our WhatsApp on chat my, about on, this on my Facebook page. <laughs> no, on our WhatsApp chat about this, I, I, I hadn't recognised it in I a while. I swear you've seen it. You must. Have, it was I, everywhere. I, I, I'm, like around, a, I'm a very sheltered person. I remember around like mid noughties it was just everywhere. This meme and the like the uh, like KFC has run out of chicken. Like it was like but this it was posted by people who weren't but, white supremacists, white nationalists. They were trying Tom, to be subversive, trying I'm, to be edgy. But I'm trying to ask you, like, what is making the money leave YouTube? And you're saying it's because are you saying like the money originally went into YouTube because idiots Eyeballs. It, yeah, no, no. Idiots with money, the companies said, oh, YouTube, just put money in YouTube. We've got one person in one office saying who is our YouTube manager who's getting the advertising out to that section, our new media section, and then we've eventually realized, because people actually use it, oh, that actually means something, so we need to get more people in the office there and now we recognize how our brand is recognized. Yeah, when YouTube's going around pitching to try and get advertisers on their platform, they're talking about cat videos. They're talking about videos of, like, little kids sort of falling out of toy cars and shit. Do I don't I mean? like, think they are. They were They're not. They weren't going to be talking about, like, I remember one of the sort of first controversies, YouTube controversies, was uh, this genre of video where you would take uh, amateurish, low-budget rap videos, take the music away and put in, like, white power songs and things like that. Like I say, it's that juvenile trying to be edgy, trying to but, shock people. Trying, and think- that's what was, like, advertisers didn't want to become associated with what's known as edgy content the triggering trolling but i but they're not, offend people. yeah but they're not the ones complaining they're not the youtubers complaining they're the youtubers that are complaining are the ones who do more vi- videos about like kids say the darndest things the kids do the darndest things ones they're fine they're absolutely fine it's like youtube what's been introduced to every sort of youtubers lexicon is family friendly content so things like with like Kids say the darndest things. Uh, reaction videos. Uh, try not to laugh at this video. we yeah. featuring E celebrity or whatever. Try not to fap. Oh wait, that's just porn. Up. No. <laughs> Those are fine. Not the no fap ones. Like, uh, <laughs> they just frustrated. But over the years, it's like the the list of like because YouTube used to be run like Silicon Valley in general used to be right leaning libertarians for the most part. Live and let live. Let this yeah, market the, yeah, decide. There the, the were. Yeah, the idea, like, the market will work itself out if you leave us to just expand the concept of the market. Yeah, hands off. Don't want to micromanage this shit. Don't want to have to, but, like, don't want to have to hire a team of safety counsellors. And So what's actually happening is, like, brands aren't uh, either being hooked in wrongly by YouTube, who are going like, don't, don't, don't worry, we've got no control of what these people say on our thing, but the numbers say that people watch this, so all we'll do is we'll slot your advert in front of whichever one has the numbers on it, and the brands are kind of turning around and going like, oh, well, they're getting high numbers, but we don't like the what this what this channel is saying they don't give a fuck advertisers in the early goings do not give a shit what your content is when it's like the internet has got this mystique to it 
But I'm talking about now. Like I say, like I'm, the, I'm talking about now, not but, what it was before. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's like back in the day, the seedier side of the internet wasn't mainstream knowledge. They didn't know about it. And then certain things happened that came to the fore, like that. Like I say, the rap videos with white power songs. That's the first one I can remember. And it's like Coca-Cola pulled out uh, Johnson & Johnson, who are like massive advertisers. Procter & Gamble, again, massive advertisers. They all pulled their money from YouTube. So do you think... Even gonna- the UK government who had sort of like PSA adverts and things like that, even they were like, holy shit, we don't want to be associated with this content. So, I mean, like, so it's, what, what, it's what, creeping. It's, but what is this leading to? Here's, here's a quick way of knowing uh, whether a YouTube creator has, like, reached that point where they're, they're in the advert partnership program. Suddenly, like, all the swear words suddenly disappear. They, don't, they used to swear like a sailor before, and now they suddenly stop swearing. That's because they're now getting an income from YouTube adverts. So, it's essence, the market is changing YouTube. But it, like, there was a time where you could swear on videos. No, but I'm saying right now, adverts. that's what's happening. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I don't care about what it was before. I think We're talking matters. about the change that's now. It matters because it's like YouTube, the essence of YouTube is changing. But what is the original essence of YouTube? You create the content. What you want to see, if you don't want to see it, you don't have to subscribe to it. It was like a liberating freedom kind of thing of like, there's no, hold on, there's no like, um, like every uh, TV network, they have someone towards the top who shouldn't really editorialize what's on that network and what isn't, but they all do it. Well, yeah, and YouTube didn't used to be like that. It's becoming like that, though. Yeah, but they've always had limits. Like, you know, you couldn't put no sexual material porn. on there and stuff although, like that. Although, that was a recent one. Like, they noticed, like, child sex predators were uh, gaming YouTube algorithms, like, really? using Disney characters and things like that to have, like, sexually suggestive content aimed like, at children. You mean, like, Peter Pan? Peter Pan? Not Peter Pan, but, like, <laughs> Mickey Mouse, Daffy Doug... I said that that was a big controversy. Yeah, I just think the bar's been lowered, that's all. Or raised, or however you want to phrase it. It's like there's always been a seedier side to the internet. It's always like the fringe. The dark web. It's not the norm. But you say the internet. We're not talking about the internet. We're talking about YouTube. Yeah, but YouTube's on the internet. But YouTube is an entity of itself. It's one of the biggest websites. No, it, it's a planet. It's there are yeah. other things. The rest, the rest of it is space with its own gravitational pull. Yeah, yeah. But um, in the early days, right? How YouTube got popular that YouTube doesn't want to admit to. You used to like back in like when YouTube launched two thousand five. If you saw something on TV the night before and you were talking to a work colleague, a friend, or whatever, did you see this? I'm like, no, I didn't. I didn't see you it. You, check it. You'd yeah, go on YouTube check. and you would find it. Always, all the time. I still do that. I still do it. It's getting rare now where you actually find it. Really? Increasingly, like, networks have built-in things where, where they upload the program to YouTube. You can find weird. And if you load it, there's ways of getting around it. But it didn't used to be like that. You used to just used to be able to see, like, direct feed. I remember you used to be watch, able to watch entire films <laughs> on YouTube. Yeah, exactly. You still can on that's some how, uncopyright ones. But that's how YouTube got popular. That's how it got big in the first place. Then they started putting adverts in 2007. They, now they, they're going legit. They were the Wild Wild West. Wild Wild West? They were the Wild West. Now, they're going, now they're going legit, and they have to play by the rules. And increasingly, advertisers, and blue, like blue-chip advertisers in the mega conglomerates like New York Times, Vox Media, who are way bigger than they thought they were. I thought Vox was nothing. It's no, huge. Vox, Vox is huge. Because like the latest YouTube apocalypse, like there's been two or three. 
Uh, one of the biggest ones was uh, PewDiePie at the start there. He was doing a live stream. He's a gamer. He was known as a gamer. It was now he's sort of more like... Hey, did he's you a commentator. shit or something? He's that... You know, he's the, a celebrity commentator on you know, life. You know the culture critic? As yeah, opposed yeah, yeah. to cultural critic. Yeah. Like a culture critic is just some arsehole. It's us, basically. Like this podcast is like... Culture no, he's critic. what's he's his name? The guy from... Um, uh, the English guy who's such a twad. Oh, I do Sargon of the Piers Morgan? No, um, the UK guy. He did the Nigel Arthur Farage. remake. Oh. Arthur remake. Oh, God, yes, Russell Brand. Yes. Uh, uh. That's what. Uh, that Basically, Russell Brand is what every YouTube commenter wants to be. That true news yes. thing. Yeah. They're, they're like, I am an individual myself, I am a celebrity concept. But that celebrity is not anchored to a show or anything, but only my yeah. own brand. Well, look, we make I, we I make a point of introducing this podcast as in like one. It's called Informed Insight. That's that a fucking be a bit clue. of a giveaway. Yeah. yeah, we don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Just chatting bollocks. I know exactly research. what I'm talking about. But it's, it's the a, topics you sent. I'm just, talking my truth. <laughs> it's just an opinion. You can disagree with it. Feel free to do that. Actually. I mean, give a shit if you want to, but. Mm. Everyone's just putting their opinion out there into the ether. Everyone's doing it. Yeah. That was the beauty of YouTube. I reckon. But that's what I used to love about YouTube is you'd get that. And it was freewheeling. There was no strictures on it. They could say really what they wanted. And I'm not talking about like neo-Nazi shit. Mm. I'm not talking about that. Like, I've barely so seen any of that really on YouTube. I know it's of, out there. But you're kind of making like the concept of YouTube was like a freedom of speech type thing. No, not even so much as just freedom of speech. It was just completely open. Anybody could say what they want. And then they put adverts on it and it was like, wow, like independent content creators, like that became a thing that didn't exist before. Before it was like, if you wanted to host a show, you had to go in as like a researcher on this TV show, work your way up, all of that kind of shit. Maybe you had to do like local radio for a few years. Yeah, made the market more accessible. Whereas this was just... No one can do a Wayne's World thing. But if you had just, even just a camcorder... You could have a YouTube channel. Yeah, you'd have to do pirate radio otherwise. That was that's sort of like the proto yeah. um, user-generated content. Yeah. Obviously, there was a lot of copyright theft. A lot of copyright theft. <laughs> so, okay, with the um, with the adpocalypse, is that adpocalypse kind of has this feeling like this is the final version of it? Well, or yeah, is but this they've the had multiple latest apocalypses. No, it's yeah. There's a series of them. No, yeah. that's what I'm trying to get at. It's hyperbole. There, there, yeah, the hyperbole on it. What what? Are people are people adapting to this, or are they just fighting against it? Trying to, but it's the the bans, the the demonetization sweeps. They're so wide reaching, like a lot of like. So PewDiePie said the word the N word on a live stream. As soon as that happened, because he's known to be a gaming related channel, even mm. though these days not so much. Every gaming channel suddenly had like a massive amount of scrutiny applied on it. Yeah, and so like if you swore, think of the children. Yeah. And like the thing is it's obviously it's it's highly selective. If you're a big deal, like a video game nerd, angry video game nerd, mm. you could get away with it. They'd give you more leeway. Yeah. But a lot of people were just caught in this ban mm. where they just got de- demonetized and it's like it fucked with their income. Like YouTube created a world of independent content creators doing YouTube videos for a living. And then it took away their income in a really callous, not humane way. Do you know what I mean? There's something about it that just doesn't sit right with me. But I think like monetizing, monetizing YouTube in the first place was the primary 
cause of the uh, the change, the open scrutiny, because back when they, were, they didn't have the adverts and it was this beautiful organic thing where people could just put whatever the fuck they wanted on there and it was yeah. it was all fine. It was just accepted because it was just amateur shit. And then as soon as it got monetized and advertising came in, then I think people had a, a certain social responsibility not to uh, promote, well, you know, unculturally acceptable ideas. But you know me. I'm a fan of the vulgar, the crass. I know, but when it's such an open device, I mean, I think the age limit for YouTube is 13, but Supposed you get much younger children using it. My nephew does. Yeah, exactly. He's done it his whole life. Yeah, he's what, he's what, seven, eight? But like you say, kids naturally go for kids' things. They yeah. don't really stumble across. Yeah, and, and you also said that like paedophiles were using kid things to get their claws into them, and I don't think paedophiles are the only are the only people taking advantage of the interests of children to advertise their thing. I mean, take a look at adverts, because like, my kid obviously watches morning television now, and if you go onto like, Channel 5 and watch like uh, morning cartoons, then it's just, it's just peppered with like, so Toys. many child's Themes, toys, toys and so adverts. forth. Exactly, yeah. But they, they're almost cancerous, man. The way they like the flashing lights and the shiny, shiny, and it just gets the child's attention they so used, easily. They used to yeah, show but, cigarette adverts. At yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Camel lights. But, but Cam, your kid, okay, he's going to want to get those toys. But also, like, the adverts for older people getting pensions and uh, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, your your, your kid is going to be the youngest kid with a fucking pension as well. Yeah, but the difference the is, toy. yeah, but you don't get those adverts for children's television, obviously. Interested it's a in it, but, yeah. but no, it's because they're innocent. They just go for something. They, they don't have that control. Like uh, when they're accessing mobile games and they've got the clickbait of like, oh, just, you know, put in your credit card details and you can buy this or a couple of extra gems or extra coins or whatever game they're going to play with. And it's just people trying to get their claws in. And it is, it is dirty. And again, it's a it's, young market that should be protected. Same as like when you're talking about the porn laws. No, there, but there's it, a certain yeah, protection it, it, that should be allocated. But I think YouTube, but, for the most part, did a good job when it comes to like, I, if I wanted to find a jihadi recruitment video on YouTube, <laughs> I'd have to know where to go first. Yeah. I won't find it by accident. Yeah. You know what? Dyslexia. Dyslexia is a win on this. You can find anything you can't spell by jihadi mistake. without six J's. Again, it's like it's a similar theme here to the first segment: the protecting children idea. PewDiePie is known to have an audience that skews prepubescent, yeah. like the famous army of nine-year-olds. But then, then again, it's like the government with the the government with the porn laws is going like we're going to just make some sweeping laws and say that's wrong. We're not going to tell anyone how to fix it or how to monetize it. Responsibility. But then, but then on the other side of it as well is now it's the invisible hand of the market. It's not. It's someone at YouTube going like oh. Fuck, we actually have to have some laws and... No, not some laws. Some, some guidelines. Ba- some guidelines, some barriers. Um, we'll just say this is wrong. We won't actually double-check each individual channel or anything. we just got some random arbitrary, you can't do this. Well, they haven't got the time, the amount of shit that's like poured in as content. No, again, that's because they built a system which isn't designed to have that, isn't designed to adapt to that. It's just, oh, it's all free and open like that. We'll all work itself out until someone had to set down yeah, some laws. Yeah, but that's laws. the problem. If you start to about like celebrities and how they might have understandable social responsibility and how they behave and the kind of stuff that they do if they're going to be accepted into like you know the, the commonplace culture then the same has to be applied to anything that's like openly accessible by so many people no yeah, no no the, no, the no, little no, guy if, should be on the same no if yeah field, playing level, no, field, if, level you live, playing field. Exactly. if you live in a world where you're told everything you do is good and then someone says actually these handful of things you've done now we've decided they're wrong you can't ask that person to change that well, whole society Cultural norms is something that's happened throughout history. History allows for large sweeping changes, but it doesn't allow for automatic change. 
All right. Overnight. Yes. And you're asking these people who have been told everything you do is great until someone outside says, actually, no, you can't do this. It's like, oh, I walk across this field all the fucking time. And then someone says, actually, you can't. You have to walk around the field. Oh, and then 2D years later, someone goes, actually, you have to walk around further around this field. And you're kind of like, you're asking me to change more and more. But you've told me at the very first, all my life, at the core of my being, because no one else has given me any other rules that everything I do is right. Walking is fine. What it reminds me of, um, like in the 80s, the government was kind of toying with this idea of like limiting free speech uh, for comedians. And Rowan Atkinson's point was, like, I want to know, you've got to tell me what the rules are, what I can say and what I can't say. You can't do this ambiguous, I say something, then you react to what I said and then ban it retroactively. Yeah, yeah that came about uh, mid-2000s as well. So from the content creator's side... It's like they used to have the freedom to do X and now they don't anymore, which is obviously quite frustrating. Mm. But it's there's a creep to it. Like first it was sort of, oh yeah, we, we're banning explicitly like white nationalist content, like things like things that, you know, the average reasonable the person extremes. Yeah. would not want. But it's sort of creepingly now, like the latest adpocalypse was because of Stephen Crowder, who's a conservative comedian who does his own uh, like chat show kind of thing, but only like online. Yeah. He, uh, Vox Media went after him a little bit, especially there's this gay guy who's a video contributor for them. Like, he does video essay kind of yeah. things. He attacks uh, Big Glass is slightly lisp in his voice. Carlos Mazza. Yeah, he's not too bad. I like and, him. Yeah, he's all right. But he went after Stephen Crowder a bit. Crowder responded by, like, mocking him. And I think, like, he did a little bit cross the line with, um, he called him a lispy queer. <laughs> but Carlos Mazas started going he started contacting YouTube or like via all their social media channels this guy is harassing me he's bullying me blah 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 right okay and it was presented well, from one comment it was presented as a sort of this is me personally as a gay guy like journeyman complaining about yeah, this okay yeah. really really it was Vox Media going after like, like I say I thought Vox Media was small they're not yeah, they're fucking huge right yeah they're like Vice and it's like it's sort of a coordinated campaign and if you look though over the like the last yeah, six months or so you know what that is that's a social social backlash to someone kind of going like ah using the black card now are you oh but you're not using the black card on an individual person using the black card as actually this is just a tool to give us like a crack in the door so we can do something else you're not you're using it in a disingenuous manner you're saying ah you're calling me gay and hating all gays so that gives me with my leverage of a large media company to then do something i think they're pushing the boundaries of what they can like how much can they get youtube to like acquiesce like how much can they push youtube around do you know what i mean well yeah no it's 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 doing it's doing a bad thing for a good reason is it though or is it just because i'm not saying it's right i'm saying that's how it's coming across I think legacy media, what's been dubbed legacy media, like pre-existing broadsheets, TV networks, things like that, they're being outdone by these amateurs on the internet. And I think they got to a point over the last 40, 50 years where they were like, we editorialize what the nation gets to know, gets to see. And I think the internet, particularly YouTube, took Mm. that away from them. And I don't think they like that. And I think they like... Well, you think they're trying to take back control? Yeah, and I think there is, obviously, there's a political element to it. Where the right didn't get the... You know, everyone just wants reaffirmation of their worldview. Yeah. If you're left progressive, yeah. and you turn on the TV, major network TV... You want to go to Channel 4. You're getting that. You're yeah. getting reaffirmation of your worldview. 
right? Conservative Christians, and I'm not talking necessarily evangelical, uh, fire, brimstone, I have to save your soul type. Yeah. They're not getting it from major network TV. No, so they went to talk radio, like in the 80s, 90s, they went to talk radio, and then the internet became a thing. And there's these open flat platforms where you can make your own content and post it online and build your own audience, and there's no corporations involved, there's no middleman kind of shit. Well, if you want to grow, you basically get in bed with a corporation. But the right would have, like, if you think about it, the right would have had an impetus to embrace YouTube and these internet platforms more than the left, because the left's already getting what they want from the mainstream anyway. No, the, the left... And so is- YouTube was flooded with right-wing voices, and the left doesn't like that. The left wants to think that YouTube belongs to them. Any sort of major platform, the left wants ownership of. It's always been with that with the arts and any kind of, like, expressionism, that the left has always had control of it. Wanted the, to, at the very least. Yeah, like, they're supposed the, to be the ones filled with hope, you know, positivity, <laughs> as opposed to the clinical understandings of the right wing. What you're getting are these left-wing mega conglomerates attacking conservative voices on YouTube. And now you've got a CEO, like I said, YouTube used to be run, and Silicon Valley used to be, like, right-leaning, live and let live, libertarians, don't really give a fuck, don't want to get involved kind of people. They become increasingly left-leaning the censorious authoritarian left-leaning so like youtube ceo like there was a leaked email like ben shapiro is not an extremist he's just like a conservative jewish conservative guy on youtube right she was caught like she'd like this email got leaked where she was not only was she pissed off that ben shapiro had like a big audience on youtube a big following she was pissed off he was even on the platform altogether (laughs) like she doesn't want right-leaning people on youtube pretty much yeah I mean, that's, like, the impression you'd get from the leaked emails, I think. So, I mean, there's been, like, a concerted effort. Like, Stephen Crowder's been demonetized. Like, in the short term, it works out great, because conservatives have seen this coming for years now. They have their own separate, like, Patreon pages. Uh, they're on other platforms that are obviously nowhere near as big as YouTube, but have subscription models. Yeah. And so, the, uh, like, they're selling it now. is like, listen, sooner or later, YouTube's going to ban us. So, you, you want to sign up to our subscription service now. Yeah, yeah. And so they've got a big boost on that in the short term. But in the long term, it's like YouTube is such a major fucking platform. Mm. Even if they are fucking with you, you still want to be on it. Even if they have completely demonetized your channel, you still want to be on there. Yeah, but you can still get on it, can't you? You're st- oh, it's just stuff getting lifted. As in, like, they, they can't make an income from it anymore. Well, yeah. And like, Stephen Crowder's got, like, three million subscribers, so he should be getting, like, tens of thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands a well, year Well, then he'll need YouTube. to move to a different medium. I mean, he's if got he's gained that popularity, he can go into TV if he wanted to. Or Cable. Back, can't, though. Or go to the begging Patreon thing. If you were known as, like, a toxic YouTube channel, no network broadcasters are going to want to have anything to do with you. Unless maybe Fox. <laughs> you know, Fox News, maybe. <laughs> you mean a commentator or contributor. He you was. paid 200 quid just to go on. I think he was in the early noughties with Amy Schumer. Where, like, Fox News were trying to get young people by having stand-up comedians, Republican stand-up comedians. Yeah. And then Amy Schumer got big, so she couldn't be Republican anymore. I guess, ultimately, I guess my fear with YouTube and the internet in general is the mega conglomerates are sort of shoring up power in the internet world and it's because my ultimate fear is that the internet will become like one day the internet service providers will form this de facto cartel where they'll be like listen guys we all want this to work how cable and um, satellite tv works yeah you have packages subscription packages yes they're already designing it that way and obviously like facebook twitter instagram youtube they're all going to be in four separate packages that you're going to have to pay but i think that they really do want that to turn the internet into that and it's like everything i've seen in the last few years in terms of like internet culture how it's going yeah it's becoming massively corporate 
the beauty of YouTube is that it wasn't corporate. It was just amateur dickheads. No, right. but that that's how it's going to be. It's always going to it's always going to lean towards that. I think it's becoming corporate tube to put a shitty non witty YouTube <laughs> YouTube is basically like a giant office building and it just adds floor upon floor upon floor. And as if you think each channel or each individual person that has their channel is having their own little corner office or own little cubicle in it. And the difference between that is all YouTube has to do is put up the servers. At a loss. <laughs> they're, no, they're, 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 they're literally the middleman saying someone else has created this. We don't have to produce any studios or anything like that. We just have to host. They do have them, though. Yeah, they do have them in now, but I'm talking in general for 99% of their product is someone else submitted. Someone else posted into the magazine an article. I don't think they want that YouTube channel that gets a couple of thousand views, maybe a couple of hundred subscribers, and that's it. I think they want only big players, and I think they're looking to legacy media to supply that. Any final words on YouTube? Yeah, burn. Fuck off. I don't care. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Baba booey, baba booey. All right. Stone's penis. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to us babble on about nothing in our ignorant fashion. If for some reason you enjoyed what you heard, give us a follow on SoundCloud, a like on Facebook. Don't bother subscribing on iTunes. iTunes is no longer a thing. Mm. I mean, I know like the podcasts on your phone are completely unaffected. Okay. By iTunes, you still like, yeah, your yeah, phone yeah. will still download it. Yeah, all. Yeah. So yeah, use the use the podcast thing on your iPhone or whatever. Your Hawaii, Hawaii. Mm. I've got a Hawaii now. Hawaii. China knows everything about me. <laughs> all right, you've been listening to Informed Insight. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Whatever.